Hi everyone, I'm Kaz and welcome to this episode of Stepping Out. How are you? It's chilly at the moment in the Shire of Buckingham and today I'm stepping out and it's snowing. It's really, really light and the kind of snow you probably want on Christmas Day to make it look all pretty. And I think I've broken my buff record as I'm wearing five today. All different colours to add to a bit of brightness to proceedings. And my gosh, I am loving the icicle spotting. So if you're feeling like you need to mix things up a bit and create a new hobby, perhaps for a few days, get your walking shoes on and see if you can find some. They're great. Like everything has grown big teeth. Beautiful. So it's February 2021. And I want to let you know about today's podcast guest, who is the naturally neon and slightly nutty Nikki Pistak. I really wanted to talk to Nikki because she was the very first spin instructor that I ever had and so inadvertently influenced me to become one myself. After I had my two big babies all at once in 2010 and became a sort of floppy and empty husk bag of a human with no muscles, what a lovely image, I thought it would be a good idea to get back to the gym to hopefully get some strength back and gain some me time. And whilst there, I heard Nikki taking a class and the rest unfurled perfectly. Nikki has an incredible amount of energy and is a real bubbly and fun character that you can't help but feel inspired by her. We spoke about her growing up in Canada, why she came to the UK and her family life and her fitness business. We also talked about middle age, hormones and the effect that exercise has on her and her clients and how we all need to just get out there and start to move, whatever that looks like for you. I know you're going to feel her bounce delightfully into your ears as you listen to her story and if you're feeling on the low side, this one will really motivate and perk you up. So take some time, go for a walk and enjoy the show. Hi, Nikki. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Oh, well, I'm okay. (laughs) I think it was about (laughs) 10 years ago I saw you. I think we went to a coffee shop in Tring. It feels like about 10 years ago. It probably wasn't. I don't remember. It actually wasn't, but yeah. And that was a reconnection because we hadn't seen each other in a very, very, very long time. No, no, we hadn't. And we're always aware of each other because yeah. uh, you're an instructor, I'm an instructor, and we're in the same area. And um, well, that's kind of how I met you, really, wasn't it? So yeah. how are you anyway in your little lockdown bubble, number 44? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lockdown 72. <laughs> um, I, I'm okay. I think like everybody, you oscillate between feeling like, oh, this is fine. I can handle this for as long as I need to. And then other times you're like, I am losing my marbles so <laughs> and it's exhausting oscillating between those two things um but overall i'm okay i'm actually really okay and i'm trying to take this and do the things that i need to do all of the things that you know in life because life is full and busy and full on and you're always for me running from pillar to post mm-hmm. i've kind of wanted to take this time and um stop think and decide little things like, you know, what direction I want things to go in, what Mm -hmm. little bits have been, um, 
half done, you know, you leave something, you start something and you're half done, I'll get back to it, I'll get back to it, it's fine being left. So kind of taking this time to tie up loose ends and, and maybe, you know, set some new goals. So yeah, it's been okay. It's been all yeah, right. Very, very yeah. good. You're absolutely right. There's so many things that you, you don't realise that you've got hanging around. I mean, just looking in the garage. <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> that in itself is a project. Yeah, yeah the garage, the shed, any other thing. Yeah, and all of those things just kind of go, actually, this needs to go to the tip. I'm not going to use it ever again, or this needs to be clean or whatever. So I found in that way, it's been a little bit of um, a reset. And I've really, I appreciate that very much, actually. Yeah, and, and a reset of the mind and, and everybody I speak to has um, kind of gone through a bit of a process with where they are now, what they were mm. doing, what they want to mm. do. And there are so many changes and I'm seeing little things springing up from people or somebody's left this job and decided to do this or started their own business and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, lots of, and now we're coming into spring soon. Please come on, hurry up. We don't need February. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, and then more, I think will come out of it. So it's, it's quite an important time, isn't it? To, uh, to be able to process these things because like me, your classes would have pretty much stopped at some point, but then you yeah. moved on, didn't you, to do someone yeah. like so, so how's that gone? Well, it's, it's interesting. It's a bit of a process. Like everybody, first lockdown, um, didn't know what had hit me and didn't do really much of anything. And when I say that, that was like the first two weeks, just trying to figure out, navigate this this whole new process. And um, I do boot camps and I do um, Golden Girls and I do Spin and I do um, Zumba, all of these other things, trying to figure out how some of those things translate to being online mm -hmm. and if I could effectively do it and I'm lucky enough with boot camp I, I work with five awesome trainers mm -hmm. and they are awesome and they're innovative and they're keen and so between us we were able to kind of figure out how we could present the boot camp which is nine sessions a week and wow. still make it interesting and fun and we're still doing our nine sessions a week um, in fact when when lockdown first started we were doing eight sessions and now we're doing nine Right. So it's it, it's been really good. And just the process of that, everybody figuring out what they need to do in order to bring, um, you know, quality, quality sessions to people so that they're still getting their workout and also still feeling like a bit of normal. Yeah. And so, so people are doing it in their gardens and in their. In yeah, their yeah. It's yeah. Absolutely. In fact, when we were in our first lockdown and everybody had to be absolutely at home, we had lots of people in the gardens. But then when they had it that we could work out together, mm -hmm. um, you know, you still social distanced and still online. Um, we were encouraging people to go into if somebody had so somebody would have a large back garden they'd go, I can take two people here. And so we have little pods of people yeah. um, doing the workouts at the same time, which was really good for them. And for us as well. Mm. So that was kind of neat, a different uh, twist on it. So, you know, I was like, you know, you know, boot camp with your buddy. And uh, that worked really well. Yeah, it was fun. And really sociable yeah. as well, because people need that contact, don't they? And obviously now we're in a, another lockdown where people can't do anything together. Um, and it, yeah. and it's, it's kind of lost, you know, like you said at the beginning, it's you flip flop between this feeling of, yeah, I'm okay. And then oh, let me out. And I think that from the people I've spoken to, it's that physical um, abil ability to be able to be physically with people. And so that's yeah. quite important. So I, I guess that was um, made people feel much better doing that. I, I Yeah, I, I think that that is absolutely 
it. And one of the things that we're even doing with the sessions, the online sessions is just um, starting them just a teeny bit earlier so that everybody can, uh, there's a little bit of a social, you know, like a five or six minute social at the beginning. Yeah. Everybody's on and everybody's just chit-chatting, you know, and, 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 and sharing. And then at the end, it depends on how people are feeling, but sometimes just, you know, let it run a little bit over so that um, people again can connect and just, you know, hi Sue, hi Joe, hi whoever. And, it's 10 uh, minutes either people? end it's, it's nothing yeah. is it really it's just no, nothing. it's not but it means so much for so many people mm. yeah it's, it's yeah. a highlight of people's days i think you know i'm staying with my little i'm always talking about my little ukulele group and that's what we do I mean, the first, it's only on for an hour the first 10 15 minutes we're just having a nice chat about yep. stuff and then and then we go and we get that quality time in and then yeah so it's, it's really important isn't it so let's go back a little bit can we if we if we may um to an era which made Nicole Pistak, um, mm. although you weren't called that then, were you? No, Nicole August Moffat, double-barreled last name. Wow, August yeah. Moffat, that's incredible. Yeah. Mm. What, so what about your beloved Canada? Because we can obviously hear that you're not from the UK. Um, no. How was your upbringing? Was, was exercise part of your life? And yeah. what kind of influences were there that meant you became part of this health and fitness world? It's, it's a really uh, interesting that you should say that. So no, activity and fitness were not part of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. My mom was born and raised in Jamaica. My dad was born and raised in Africa. He went to boarding schools his whole life from kindergarten up. Um, and they ended up moving to Canada. And so um, I am the fourth of four girls in my family wow. and none of us were particularly, we weren't inactive, but I wasn't part of the track team. I wasn't a cheerleader. I didn't, uh, you know, play netball or anything like that. I just did, uh, you know, ballet like everybody did. And then a little bit of gymnastics. And then I stopped when I was <clears throat> 11 or 12 because puberty hit and also I wasn't ex exceptionally good at any of those things. Mm. Um, and, and, and that was about it. And my parents didn't kind of say, oh, you've got to do sport. They were kind of like, nah, you know what? It's fine. It's good. Just schoolwork is good. And that's about it. So actually, I wasn't active my childhood. And there were a couple of catalysts that happened that probably that put me in that direction. Mm -hmm. And the first one was when I was 11, my father had a stroke and it left him paralyzed and unable to talk. And so our whole life changed on a dime. So you go to bed with two fully functioning parents and you wake up and, you know, my father was then hospitalized for, for months before he was able to come home. And when he did come home, there was, you know, we were all doing physio with him and all of this. And he, he literally, he couldn't talk. He couldn't feed himself initially, things like that. Aww. So that, yeah, that was, um, it was hard. But it was one of those things. You, I was 11 at the time. You just keep on doing what you're doing. So school, all of the other things that you do. My dad then passed away when I was 17. He had another stroke and he had a heart attack when I was 17. And that was catalytic and making me think I definitely didn't want to be having a stroke and dying in my 50s. Mm. But I had a doctor's appointment shortly after my dad passed away and my medical doctor said, you know, I, I, I had always been very thin as a, a child, always had been. Um, but, and so you think that thin equates to health. No. Um, he said to me that I had really high blood cholesterol, which could have been um, something that was, you know, kind of hereditary and yeah. genetic. 
It could also be lifestyle. And he said, so, you know, we don't want to put you on medication, but I think one of the things that you want to do is maybe take a look at your lifestyle and how you might be able to change that. So literally went home, read about it, saw that clearly activity can help to manage that as well as diet. And I don't mean going on a diet, but just changing your daily Mm -hmm. intake. So the very next day I became a vegetarian and I joined gym. And the rest is history. That's incredible. What a turnaround yeah. from, from yeah, a family I, who, weren't, who weren't doing that. We weren't particularly no, not active at all. Mm. And the one thing I liked about being at the gym and doing things like fitness classes, because I didn't grow up in a situation where there was a lot of competition, physical competition, I was never going to be like the best basketball player or baseball player or anything like that because we weren't about that yeah but being in the gym the competition wasn't against anybody else just yourself or just trying to see what you were able to do and enjoying the process sure and so a massive um, turnaround for you and you've never yeah that. <laughs> no never I literally picked that up and ran with it yeah because but you said about schoolwork as well because your your career before you had this one was not yeah in fitness was it what what no it wasn't career because you (laughs) checkered past Mm -hmm. so university um i have a degree in russian politics and international relations Uh which has not yeah so a little bit of nothing to do with anything graduated from uni and um i was a flight attendant cabin crew for five years oh yes i remember that those we call those the good years (laughs) 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 um the free years. <laughs> the free, yeah, 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 definitely. A um, number of different things happened, but basically I, I ended up, I, I met my husband and we moved, I was living in Toronto at the time. We moved to British Columbia, which is the absolute other end of Canada. And um, I, at that point, decided I was going to pick my fitness up again. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to teach and everything else because I, 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 I we had moved and I had a baby and I didn't really know anybody. And I thought, you know, I would love to do fitness and I'd also love to meet people. So I started teaching classes and that went really well. Did that uh, two years later, I had another baby still teaching classes, quite a few classes. Mm-hmm. And then I became a, B- a PT. Yeah. Started doing quite a bit of personal training and teaching classes. And it was the PT that probably really changed the trajectory of my life. I was training and just doing kind of training everybody, anybody. And as my business evolved and it evolved it quite organically, it's just the way things happened. You're training somebody, they tell a friend, they tell a friend. And clearly people, you tend to hang around people who are quite like yourself. So I was training somebody and she told her husband, he told his friends. And it ended up that I ended up training a lot of people who were, you know, CEOs and, um, DMs of companies and that type of thing. I started going into businesses and doing wellness programs for them. So I would, you know, I'd be the fitness, uh, the fitness person who would arrive at lunchtime and then the whole office would do fitness. Right. And okay. then it was, it was really quite fun. And it so happened that one of the ladies I was working with, um, and I, she was working, I was working with her personally, privately, ended up training her daughter as well and other members of her family. And her husband was often away. Um, But while we trained, and we used to train about three times a week, she would talk about his business and some of the things that were going on and, you know, issues that he was having with one of his businesses in England. And we met so often and we chatted so much. And I would just say, well, you know, maybe he should try this. Maybe he should try that. And she started sharing these ideas with him, which 
he then implemented and things were working. Mm -hmm. Um, Long story short, he said, this trainer of yours, I want her to come to England. Um, I want to see if there's a place for her in this business. So, which is just the weirdest thing in the world, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, so just picking you up from a fitness fitness yeah. uh, job and, and putting yeah. you into the company. As yeah. well, what are you doing? Here, well, here's the thing, right? Well, first of all, everybody, anybody who's in any job, you bring so many aspects of your life into your job, mm. don't you? Yeah. So when you talk about fitness, it is absolutely fitness and it is a knowledge about fitness and everything else but i you, you know you bring all of these other little bits to your life and things that you've experienced and things that you know and your observations sure. right yeah. i had you know my uni um career was something completely different and i had been exposed to many things there as well right like russian politics and international relations yeah. have nothing to do with you know pistol squats and lunges <laughs> so <laughs> so you know you bring a multitude of skills just from living your life. Mm. And um, I, I think, and maybe it was naive at the time, but the thing about life and anything else is people people <clears throat> expect quality. Mm-hmm. People expect you to do your best. Mm. Um, and I have always felt that you should bring your best to the table all the time. Mm. And that applies to anything whether it be you decide you want to run a marathon, you want to raise children, you want to grow a vegetable garden, you you do the best that you can with what you've got. Absolutely. And trust your instinct to some degree. So when I was asked to come to England, so I, 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 I they flew me here for a weekend, a long weekend, and I did this marathon of interviews with a number of people in the company. Mm-hmm. Flew back to Canada, and about um, two or three weeks later, they offered me a job in England. So my husband and I spoke about it and we thought, you know, well, this is a little bit crazy. I mean, you're jumping into something that you don't know a lot about. And it's true in terms of it was retail, um, but I had worked in retail, you know, in high school. Like, I don't know in England how it is, but, you know, when I was in high school, I had two jobs in retail at the same time. So I was going to high school and then, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I worked in one retail store, Tuesday and Thursday and Saturdays, I worked in another. So you get an idea of what customer service is, what people expect, whether they're buying cars or they're buying shoes or they're buying hats. Mm. The expectation is the same. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. the same principles apply. Yeah, absolutely. Life. I mean, you know, just hearing you talk there, I mean, the, the very first time that I heard you, I didn't even see you. <laughs> <laughs> was um I went yeah. to the gym I was I was coming back after having my twin boys and my body frankly was had just lost its muscle mass and everything else and I'd gone back to join the gym again and I was doing some sit-ups I think and I could hear your class because it was um in a little area where there was no door on it and you could hear and I just thought I have to have that class in my life because <laughs> <laughs> your energy and your presence and everything was so obvious and that was it and I was completely hooked when I did join the class um and there was a moment as well because it it just links into what you're saying about you know what people expect and you put everything into it because it was so evident then that you um really cared about people and you wanted everybody to make make them feel good I remember I was on the bike and uh, everybody stood up like you do in a spin class and I just couldn't do it. I literally just had no, I just didn't have the muscle to be able to do that. And you got off your bike and you came over to me and you said, you just need to sit down now. Um, I want you to enjoy the class. (laughs) And then you just, and you really made me feel at ease. So I guess 
what what happened with you there was that that was all coming across and somebody just saw all of those qualities that you're talking about and they went right i'm gonna have her in my business and wow, thank you very much yeah, you're very welcome it's very true and i think everybody feels that way about you i think the way you the way you come come across your the energy you deliver and and you can transfer that to lots of different jobs like you say think, you can bring things from your life so yeah, yeah. i understand that, that. Yeah. So, you know, I came, I did the job for a year and it wasn't me. Um, I am never going to be the girl to sit in, um, you know, in the, in the boardroom. I literally, I, you know, I'm boardroom for an hour. Hell no. Mm. Um, in boardroom for 10 minutes. What's the problem? What's the solution? Let's go and do it and come back. Anyways, after a year, it was like, this cannot be, don't want to do this anymore. Want to go back to fit. Of course, that was a little bit awkward because my family, my husband, my two kids, my, you know, we'd sold our businesses and moved to England. Right. So we decided to stay and make a go of it. And I said, I just want to go back, you know, to my husband, I just want to go back to doing fitness and we'll, I'll do it in England. Mm-hmm. And um, the rest is history. Here we are. That was, I, we came here in 2004. I stayed at that job till 2005 and um, went back into fitness well, 2005 and here we are so you've been 20, a long 20. time in this business and and that's, that's in england in 16 years in england yeah wow. and just in life i've been doing it for 27 years wow you can't Crazy do anything time, else right? now you're not allowed to do no I, I absolutely cannot you're good you're too good um i just want to pick up something that, that i remember seeing a long time ago and, and you know how when you think of somebody there's certain things that are pinned to them and you can't kind of disassociate that i remember seeing a, po- a photo that you posted um once and it was it was a throwback one and it was you in a martial arts class i think and yeah you were explaining how you cried through achieving what you needed to and there was a uh, there was a video and it was it was a great video to post because it showed real vulnerability and triumph and everything else at the same time can you just share with us what that was and what drove right. you to do that um so when my kids were young i was one of these moms who were like you got to try everything so that we can find out what you're you know we got to find your passion because everybody has a passion you just need to know what it is let's unlock it mm-hmm. so my two boys growing up did at, like ballet modern dance tap springboard diving african dance um <laughs> golf basketball baseball football art everything every other it was just unbelievable i said we're gonna find your passion so anyways um they did find their passion thank god i think they were like hurry up let's find a passion thank god (laughs) make it stop Um, make it stop (laughs) make it stop find a bloody passion Um, in the course of doing that i had them doing karate right and uh I, i i i thought that karate was good for a number of reasons and one of them was the discipline the fitness the camaraderie um all of these things I thought were great. And so my, my sons were doing it. And my older son, you know, I was, you know, I, would, I was at every class I was there watching and, you know, afterwards, how was it? How was it? Well, if, you know, mom, if you think it's so great, why don't you do it? Right. Ping. Challenge. Okay. Gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> lay down. Yeah, they lay down that gauntlet. I'm there. So um, started Nick likes a challenge. <laughs> lo- love a challenge. Love a challenge. A physical challenge, even better. And um, it actually it lit my fire. I enjoyed it very, very much. Took it quite seriously. And that video that you're referring to was me grading for my black belt. Right. And uh, 
that was a, a process in itself. It was mm. like, you know, a two day grading and it was, oh my God, just through What's the ringer. What's involved with that? I mean, I, uh, I did a little it was, bit of when well, I was it's, it's, And I did, I, I, I will say that, yeah, near the end I was crying. I wasn't broken, but I was crying because yeah. I was at very much at the tether. So it's, it's, it's a little over 24 hours long. And you start out by doing all of um, kind of dojo work, just, you know, kicks, punches, blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then you do sparring. And um, you have a sensei who is kind of your head teacher, but you also have senpais who are uh, also teachers, teachers in training, assistant teachers. Um, they're, you know, several levels up on the black belt type of thing. Mm. And so during the grading, at one point we had to do, and I believe it was 28 rounds of um, sparring. And so each round was with a different senpai. So I would do one round and that senpai would leave the ring and another one would come in, right? Oh, so like I think a video we had- game. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, so there were eight senpais and so they would just literally rotate. So they were only fighting with you or, or sparring as you would say, sparring with you for, it wasn't very long, right? Yeah. For a minute, maybe. I'll, I'll tell you how many punches a senpai can land in a minute, a long time, long time. Wow. So, um, you know, 28 rounds of that. And then we did all kinds of other work. And then we had to sleep on the dojo floor mm. overnight. And then in the morning we had to run five miles yeah. and then we had to come back and do some more stuff. And so at oh. the very, very end, and their whole thing is that, you know, we strip you right down mm. to your very kind of that, oh, it's almost like a rebirth, but it's a rebirth where you never feel like you're vulnerable and you're beaten. It's a, a rebirth where they take you, strip it all back yeah. and build you back up again. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cheering that went on anyways, that's what that video was. It was at the very, very, very end. You're yeah. hungry, you're tired, you're wet. I've been wearing the same gi for a day and a half. I slept in it, I ran in it. Mm. You know, it was just unbelievable. So that was that video and it was amazing. Loved it. Oh, Every it, it. I mean, you must just carry that through with you now thinking if I can oh, get that, I can loved get everything. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, those are the things that uh, shape the person. I loved it. Every minute of it was amazing. That's fantastic. Um, and when I asked you, it just reminds me of kind of carrying things through and developing your personality. When I when I asked you to join me on this podcast, you, you replied with, for a narcissist, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, clearly you're not you're not a narcissist at all um and from what i know of you you really care about people and and you genuinely genuinely interested in people but and i tell you, but i totally understand why you said that because as an instructor we can um and, and it, it can really come across this this sort of profession as a real look at me profession mm. um and you and i both know that it gives us a real buzz being up there and delivering classes absolutely and being with people and motivating and all of that kind of stuff do you ever ever have days when you think, no, not today. I'm not up for people <laughs> looking at me. I don't want to wear lycra and everything. Or does that that activity that you're about to do really kind of make your day? What what happens? Um, I, th that's one that you should say that. I guess everybody goes through that, regardless of what it is. You know, you kind of say, um, not today, and I'm not the girl. You know, mm. that type of thing. But I will say that every time I teach a class, first of all, 27 years later. Um, Every time I teach a class, I get butterflies in my stomach every right. time. And these are some of these classes I have taught, I mean, in here in England for, you know, 14 years. And I see some of the same faces I've seen for the last decade and a half, still get butterflies in my stomach, Yeah. still a little bit nervous. And I'm not nervous about anything other than, and I have always said this, you know, people are free 
to do as they wish. Mm -hmm. So if they decide they are going to take an hour out of their day and um, invest it in me, or they're going to trust me to take them through an hour of fitness when they have a million other people they could choose from, or they could choose to not do it at all. Yeah, I take that quite seriously. Mm-hmm. So I never want to, it to be that you walk away and go, she was only half there for us. Yeah. You know, I took all of this time out of my day and she was only half there for us. So for me, at the beginning of every class, I am a teeny, teeny, teeny bit nervous butterflies mm-hmm. um, because I want to get it right. But it is always showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Here we go. And it's not about me, actually. So, you know, I'm tired, but actually people didn't, you know, we're not congregating here to hear about me. It's not about me. It's about them and bringing out the best in them. And I, I think that when you're in a room, you have all of these energies resonating off of each other. Mm. It kind of creates a bit of a vibration, this positive oh, vibration. Everybody is brought up. 100%. And so um, it almost is born of itself start out thinking, okay, it's showtime, but two minutes in, it's not even showtime anymore. It's just, it's us doing what we do, being better and getting better as a group. Yeah. Does that no, make sense? Oh, completely. Yeah. And I think um, when you're teaching people or coaching people to succeed, you you have to have that as part of your purpose, mm. because if it's just a case of rocking up, you know, charging the money, going home, that's it. It will never last very long i think what is it that drives you to help people i mean is it just intrinsic in you to be able to do that is it born out of the fact that you've been very successful in it because you are always present in those classes from from what i've seen of you so Thank you. How, how does that um what, what drives you to do that interesting um i would say okay and it sounds so corny but there is greatness in everybody mm. in everybody full stop. There is greatness. And so sometimes I see people come into class and they're, uh, you know, I'm not as fit as, or I can't do, uh, do you know what? Mm -hmm. Let's stop and let's just celebrate what it is you can do. Let's celebrate the things that you rocked up today. You didn't want to, you rocked up today. Can we just take a moment and celebrate that? And anything else that comes is also okay. And um, I think the, uh, it sounds so selfless, but, 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 and it isn't as, uh, it's just that I, I recognize that fitness, I, you know, regardless of your level of fitness, fitness is a struggle. Mm. Fitness is a struggle. Even if you're super, super fit, yeah. fitness is a struggle because if it's not a struggle, then you're not getting any better, are you? No. The idea isn't to get to a level of fitness and stay. The idea is to continually get better. Mm. So regardless of whether you're starting on your journey or you've been on your journey for 20 10, 15, whatever years, everybody is still, we're still moving along. We're still moving along on that road mm-hmm. because there's always a little bit more that you can do. And so I think that what we need to do is we need to stop and celebrate how far we've come, celebrate the fact that we're doing it and carry on. So literally at the end of every class, I just say to everybody, you know, you've got to thank, congratulate yourselves on just doing it. And you yeah. see people change their lives. You literally see people change their lives. Yeah, it's I completely it. true. I, I love it. And I think um, <gasps> most people who come to the classes, they they come with kind of some real high expectation of what they should be like. That should <laughs> word pops in there a lot. And oh. I kind of think, look, get rid of that. Because wh- who are you comparing yourself to here? You know, it's, it's it, I. You are so right. And I guess it's, it's everything, right? It's the same age. It's social media, it's TV, Mm. it's everything that you look at. It's people who you see. And it's like, not about that. That is noise. And it is distraction. Yeah. And we're not, I'm not all about that. 
So let's just talk about what you can do. And let's just celebrate the fact that, you know, when you started here two months ago, couldn't do one press up. Today, I saw you bang out four. Mm. I'm good. I'm good with that. Do you know, like, let's let's talk about that. It's all about progress, right. isn't it? And, and it it's is, very difficult it to lose that as well. You know, people, I think, um, you know, like you say, the people that are really fit and get into their whatever hobbies and, and all the rest of it. You can you can still take a step back from there, and then even then, I mean, at the moment, I'm beating myself up a bit because I haven't done as much walking as I normally do, and I'm I'm aware that I'm doing some events this year and I need to train for them. But mm. you know, it's been snowing, and I've had a dodgy leg with one thing and another, and all this kind of stuff. And I think I really have to talk to myself a lot and say, look, mm. you know, you're going to get back to that, and don't beat yourself up. And you've got X, yeah. Y, and Z to complete, and A, B, and C to complete, and you're also yeah. studying, and you're also, and and that's kind of how people tend to live a lot of the time it's I'm not doing enough I'm not you know I'm not succeeding I'm not accomplishing I'm not the, and I'm the worst person I need to take a leaf out of my own book here when I'm talking about this um but yes it, it is showing up isn't it showing up yeah, and doing it at the time yeah that's it absolutely mm. and I think that is that is what I love most about the job and I don't, I don't even want to call it a job because it's a career isn't it mm -hmm. it's what I love most and seeing people doing the things that they absolutely thought that's never going to be oh i'm not a runner oh I, i'll never do that i'm not a runner oh i'm not really a fitness person i'm not and it's like you don't have to be let's not label it let's mm. just roll with it and and see where it takes us yeah it takes you to a new place and it's great and it's empowering oh I, completely I just, and there's so uh, many places it can take you because so let's move on a little bit and talk about okay. where it's taken you because you obviously love dancing because you're a zumba instructor Yes. Uh, and when when I I remember well, the only time I've seen you do this is when I volunteered to join a Zumbathon a few years ago that you were running. I just randomly out of the blue went, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that because um, I wanted to see what all the fuss was about because Zumba is just such a massive thing now. And you had everyone was dancing their little tails off, and clearly they danced with you before and they knew the moves. I didn't stuck myself in the front. <laughs> I thought the only way I'm going to learn this is to, to be up front so I can see what you're doing. Um, I mean, you're so good at remembering all the moves and you really do just go for it. How exactly do you remember everything and have that energy? It's incredible. Oh, well, first of all, some of that, some of the, the choreography I've been doing forever, but it's one of those things. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. And now, you know, in my repertoire, my Zumba repertoire, I, I literally must have mm, 600 pieces of choreography, like 600 different songs, you know, wow. just and you know, continually teaching myself. Same thing prepping for a class, I have to go through the playlist and go through every single song, make sure I remember all the choreography, which is written down somewhere, um, yeah. you know, and, and go through it that way because there's no way I'm going to remember it off the top of my head, no matter how much I love say. it. Um, but it is good fun. And that, that is one of those ones where you just kind of let loose. Everybody's like, well, I don't quite look like um, you. And I'm thinking, and I don't quite look like Janet Jackson or J-Lo. Let's not worry about it. So... <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was great I mean I, I went in there thinking oh this is going to be a complete car crash but actually I did pick up the moves because you have a way of you know repeating them and, and probably yes, a number of times but it was so much fun I must go back to it I must it, it, is, it is a lot of fun and it's one of those ones where let you know release your inhibitions yes. don't be worrying about what do I look like to other people and you know my whole thing is sweetheart nobody's looking at you it's like no offense no one's looking at you yeah, so yeah, nobody's yeah. looking at anybody everybody's just enjoying the process yeah it, it's a good it's, it's it's a good way to I remember my nan used to say that she she didn't mean it in that way but she'd say <laughs> my mum always used to say oh when she went out oh do I look okay and my nan used to say 
who's going to look at you? Meaning, <laughs> don't worry about it. But it sounded horrible. But yeah, I do know exactly no, what you mean. It's like, yeah, just it's let exactly loose. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just remembering. And it just makes me think like, oh, I'm getting worse as I'm getting older. I can't remember anything. And I don't have to mention your age. But let's just say you've got two grown up men as children who are amazing oh, basketball players and do all of that kind of stuff that you've um, nurtured. Um as a woman, I think we go through so much mentally and physically and so many changes occur and all this kind of stuff. How have you managed to maintain your energy levels and your memory for exercise? <laughs> and have there been any times in your in your fitness career where you've thought about changing track at all or have you not had an issue with any of that? Um, so the energy thing, I think even from a young age, if you were to classify me you know, as a young child, I think hyper is definitely where I would have been on the scale of. Right. So that has transferred over. You, you would think that maybe, I don't know, hyper, you burn out with hyper. At some mm -hmm. point it burns out and you just become kind of like normal level energy. That has never really happened. So I would say that I've always been maybe a notch more than everybody else. Whether that be good or bad, it just is the way it is. Yeah, a bit extra, uh, that kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Funny, somebody in boot camp said that to me. She goes, oh my God, you're so extra. <laughs> <laughs> I and love I that phrase. Like, oh. And I was just like, thank you. Um, but I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much. Um, so always been a little bit extra. And yeah. even as I'm coming into my golden years, as my son always likes to remind me, um, I've still got that little bit of energy that um, I think maybe is a little less than normal, but that's okay. I'm good with it. I'm embracing it. Mm. Like everybody, I've been through my periods where, because now, right? Let's not talk about my age, but let's talk about my age, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm over 50 and I'm over 55. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of thinking, oh man. And with the age comes all of the things like the menopause mm -hmm. and all of those little bits. And I have fallen victim to it like everybody else. Yeah. And for me, in terms of energy levels have not really been touched that much. Um, but just the whole, you know, the other little, the, the trauma that goes on, the night sweats, the blah, 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 yeah, yeah. figuring out how to make this body do what you want it to do and respecting the fact that it's not always going to perform the way I want it to in my head. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, you start your day, you go, I'm going to do this workout, that workout, blah, 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 or whatever it is I'm going to do. And sometimes you have to like partway through the day, I think we need to regroup and make a new plan mm. because things aren't cooperating. Yeah. So I've learned I fought that tooth and nail, and now I've learned that you need to stop and respect mm -hmm. the body. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to lower your expectations at all, but it might mean that, you know, you take it in a slightly different direction, and I'm happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. So that is something. That said, I am still, you know, very much hitting the gym, very much doing my cardio, very much doing all of this, but I am also doing yoga. And I am also right. doing meditation and I'm doing those, you know, gifting myself with those things, which are really important as mm. well. Yeah, completely. And I think, I mean, every, it's beneficial for everybody to do those mm. types of things. But I think, yeah, I especially in middle age, there, there mm. does come a time where you need to balance stuff out. And like, yeah. you can't always expect your body to be like an 18 year old. And, and it suddenly comes and you don't expect it to be like that, which is yeah. actually why we need to keep fit and healthy going Agreed. forward because then it Agreed. makes it easier and it's very easy to fall into that um way of thinking of well you know i haven't got the energy i'm too busy i can't be bothered so, and then that just makes things worse doesn't it so it's, it's i agree yeah to, to do it that. does 
it makes things worse. And it also, you know, I, I think, uh, and again, this is not, I'm not standing in judgment, but you know, people will say, well, you know, I am a certain age. Well, I am mm, you know, whatever, so 60, I am 65. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, and I'm thinking age is to some degree, just a number, right? Mm-hmm. It's an arbitrary number that's been slapped on you. That's, that's how old you are, but that doesn't have to be how old you are. Like I think about what moms were like when I was young and moms were 50. Yeah. And I think about what moms are like now oh, and they're 50 yeah. and they're, you know, running around in their athleisure wear yeah. before they go. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, know, I often think about this actually, like yeah, how people dress know, and everything. Yeah. My mom used to wear a muumuu. Do you know what a muumuu is? I don't. It's what is like, a muumuu? It's, it's from Hawaii. It's like a floral dress that's right to the ground. It's like a floral sundress. Oh, right. My mom used to wear, a, well, yeah, but it was like a muumuu. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There, there was no lycra there actually it didn't it wasn't even invented was it <laughs> but that's it isn't it it's like you know we've got all these things now and there are so many classes to go to and so many things and everybody you know you talked earlier about people finding their passion i think i always say to people look if you don't enjoy it don't do it there are a million other things out there right just leave it if you don't want to run i've tried running those times don't like it if you don't want to run don't run if you don't want to cycle run. don't cycle just cycle you know and there's a big walking movement now which obviously i'm i'm quite involved in and you know just go out and walk a bit faster just walk down the road just go a little bit faster and you'll get really fit it, it's not rocket science is it I think I think that and I, that is it's very interesting that you should bring up that point um, because I know that exercise mm-hmm. not everybody has been on an exercise journey and many people find exercise daunting. It's yeah. daunting because you don't know where to start. You don't know what to wear. Have I got the right stuff? Have I got the only thing that you need is the desire to move and everything else falls into place. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's really important. I, I can't emphasize it enough um, to just do what you can with what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. So if you can walk a block, walk a block. Mm. If you can walk two blocks, walk two blocks and maybe, you know, tack on half a block at the end um, a week from now. That's all it takes. All it takes is the desire to want to move. And after that, everything will unfold before you. So as your fitness gets better, you may decide that you want to challenge yourself a bit more, but Mm. you also may not decide that. That's right. And, and even it's if all okay. Move, that's right. And I think, you know, obviously I really love walking and do all these things and stuff. But um, I think sometimes people see the distances and they think, oh, well, you know, I, I don't do what you do. And I've, got, I've only done 5K today. 5K? Well, you did 5K. So the fact exactly. that you were just sitting in, in your office or on whatever on the couch, and you, you got up and you did five, that's amazing. And you work full time yeah. and you're, you know, on Zoom calls all day and everything. 5K is incredible. 2K, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever you want to do, yeah. get out there. And it is just about releasing that. And if people are really struggling with their, their weight and fitness or both, um, it, anything is a way to improve both. Uh, anything is better than nothing and you should be celebrating every little bit Mm. every little bit is a good thing yeah yeah you know i just i i just i I think people don't give themselves enough credit and um yeah i think that that's that's the big thing and and you will feel better you won't you nobody ever comes away i mean unless it's absolutely freezing out and you're wet and you're ill-equipped or whatever nobody's going to come away from a walk going i just hated the fact that i did that walk yeah nobody. you know what i mean I hate the fact that oh, I just did yeah. all kinds of fitness, 
No, you're not going to do that. So, you know, you go out and you see the weather's not good. You dress accordingly and you're going to love it. Yeah. And you feel excellent. You feel amazing. Yeah. Any class, it's true, isn't it? It really does yeah. just lift yeah. your spirits and, and lift And there is something to float everybody's boat. Everybody's boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. But obviously, yeah. they're going to try boot camp and spin <laughs> and Zumba and all those crazy things. I would love that. <laughs> but um, what you, you talked a bit about, you know, you, you've maybe changed your daily routine up a little bit and, and all that kind of thing. What is your daily routine? Because you've got an amazing body, right? Let's um, <laughs> just, just not beat about the bush. Um, do you do extra stuff other than classes? I mean, you mentioned you hit the gym and you do all this kind of yeah. stuff. So that's obviously in your life as well. Is that a regular daily routine that you do um, to build that muscle and keep lean? Or Okay, well, the, the, the first thing is with my classes, although I do participate in my classes, I do not regard my classes as a fitness class for me. Nice. So when I'm going into a class, it's about, okay, I'm leading this class. I'm going to make sure everybody's doing what they need to be doing. I'm going to demo the stuff as I need to demo it, but I'm not necessarily, sometimes I will. I'm not necessarily going, I'm going to do as many crunches as everybody yeah. else. I'm going to do as many because it's not about me. It's not about it's, it's about, about Yeah. So yes, I will get a workout in my class, um, but I don't consider that my workout. I consider that that's my work. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing I'm, I'm bringing people along and I'm, I'm teaching them and I'm getting them to bring out the best in themselves. Yeah. So personally, I do work out. Um, we, in lockdown number one, we built a, um, a little home gym, which has been an absolute godsend. Yeah. So um, try and train there. I'd say in, in, in lockdown one, I was training probably every day, but, and which sounds like overtraining, but it depended on what, on what the training was, yeah, right? Course, yeah. Sometimes it'd be cardio. Sometimes it would just be stretch. Sometimes it would be weights. I do do weight training. And that is probably one of my greatest loves. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to do weight training four or five times a week. Right. And um, the sessions are not necessarily long the way that I've, I've, you know, broken up my body and whatever in terms of, you know, one or two body parts each workout. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it'd be, they're not particularly long workouts. They're maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm in and I'm out. Um, I have embraced yoga and I try and do probably about 40 minutes of yoga in the morning just to wow. get things going. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I mean, life changes and, 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 and things happen. So it doesn't always work that way. And I'll be honest with you, our garage isn't that warm. So now that the weather is a bit cold, I might not be in there as often as I would have been before or yeah. as long as I would. Yeah. You're kind of like, mm, I think I'll go and work out. And then it's like, it looks cold out there. So um, might just stay in and do a little bit of stretching instead. But yes, I am. And I do encourage women women and men, everybody should be working out, but there are little things, again, as we get a little bit older, you know, the danger of osteoporosis and that mm. type of thing, you know, brittle bones, that is real. It yeah. is real. Yeah. And something cardio-based, something also where you're doing resistance training. Yeah, impact. Helps to keep bones dense, mm. you know, helps to keep things stable. So I think not so much from an aesthetic point of view, but from a functional point of view, yeah. my goal is to be, highly highly functioning for as long as i can possibly be yeah completely because it's so important we're in this body for a long time aren't we and yeah um, yeah you don't want it to be not working for you nah. uh, and and it, nah. yeah it's important especially like you say for women because we have to deal with all the whole hormone thing and everything as yeah. life goes on so it's yeah. 
it's tricky to to keep that balance um and the more muscle you have of course it kind of uses up that glucose that you eat yeah yeah, um, yeah that you consume so and that's whilst you're just sitting on the couch so that's it's yeah. really beneficial to do that isn't it and it's yeah uh, yeah it's almost like you have a little fire that's being stoked all the time right yeah you have this fire that's burning and it's 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 looking for stuff so in that way if people were looking at it as a way of managing weight well do your you know resistance training the more muscle you have the better you're going to be able to manage your weight because your muscle needs to be fueled all the time 24 7 it needs to be fueled so if that if you want to look at it as a gateway to be able to have a, a chocolate bar that's it can be interpreted yeah. that way i think more than that just functionally yeah because with your because you, you're talking about getting up in the morning and doing your exercise obviously at the moment um people listening to the to this will probably go yeah right try homeschooling your children and doing that at the same uh, time we're in a really crazy situation at the moment it is it is insane thing. It is insane. And, you know, not everybody will have 45 minutes or an hour. And that's no, completely fine. Like we were saying, you know, just do 10 minutes of stretching or five minutes of something, you know, just whatever. Whatever. Do to get out. Um, and, it, you know, it, we are all locked. And I know, obviously, you spring out of bed in the morning because you don't drink either, do you? So you don't have any I don't. I don't. I don't so drink alcohol. Yeah. So I have just... never, I've never been a drinker. I've, uh, no, I lie. I've, as a uni student or you know kind of as a flight attendant I did drink but I've you know I don't actually I don't drink I don't have a palate for alcohol yeah. at all which so is it's great. not even kind of it's not even a fitness thing I'm not like oh I don't drink for my fitness I don't drink because it does not taste good in my mouth yeah and it so uh, no not at all which in is great way. but it but it's yeah. all it is all about having that energy and it's about finding that moderation um you know mm. you drink but it's it's just balancing things out so that you don't end up in this hole especially at the moment when it's yeah. cold and we have to have the heating on and your skin's drying up because the heating's <laughs> like you're a husk of your former self you know <laughs> it's it's kind of can get a little bit oh i need to do something but i do see so many people and i'm sure you do in tring as well and where i live um you just millions of people just everywhere like today on a sunday it's just i've never seen so many people in our village because obviously it's the only place that, that we can go um yeah, yeah. you know but people are doing it they're getting out there they're walking their dogs they're Which running is, you know it's I, I i feel like like it is the dawn of a new era mm -hmm. and you know I know that this everything that's gone on around this has been tragic and and so sad yeah um I would like to think that there is going to be a phoenix that rises out of the ashes mm -hmm. and I would like to think that you know when you talk about the phoenix rising out of the ashes it's about a new found respect and understanding for everything from nature to the fact that your body is working for you, mm -hmm. to the fact that you can go out and have fun with the family outside, just walking. Yeah, like, yeah. I, just the ability else, to walk, yeah. <laughs> the ability to walk, just if nothing else, giving rise to the understanding that, again, where we live, we're, we're quite lucky, aren't we? It's yeah. absolutely yeah. stunning out there. There are so many places to go and explore and see mm -hmm. and do. Mm -hmm. My hope would be that when all of the dust settles and everything goes back to the way it was in terms of we don't have any lockdowns of any sort, people will still remember the joy that, you know, you get from moving their bodies yeah. outside. Yeah. And, and sometimes uh, it just takes, it takes a catalyst to make you think that. Yes. Mine actually was when I was pregnant with my boys, they were massive. I mean, when they were born, they were 6'10 and 7'10. So they were like, oh my gosh, proper normal baby size. And oh um, so, I mean, I was just huge I, pretty much if I stood up I almost tipped over but what what really made me and I've never forgotten this is for the last month of my pregnancy I had to lie down 
for the whole time. I mean, I, I got up very occasionally for obvious reasons, but even that was a chore to be able to do that. Um, but I just, I remember thinking in my head, I am never going to put myself, put myself willingly in this situation. I'm never going yeah. to allow my body to be where there's something wrong with it um, due to my doing, you know, like yeah. lack of exercise and, and everything yeah. else. Because it, it, you don't realise it until you get there. And I think so many people ignore the fact that these are the risks, you know, I'm not, we're not here to kind of scare people, but these are the, the, the potential risks that you... Um, yeah that you're kind of hedging your bets against if you don't do these things, especially like like we're talking about in middle age, because um, otherwise, you know, they will start to, to come up and, and niggle you and, you know, back problems and knee problems and, and other worse things that can happen, you know, more, um, you know, maybe systemic type things. So, yeah, it's it's just important. And I think this time hopefully has has, um, has pushed people to, to get out of the chair and, and to, to do all this exercise. If they've got a little bit more time, let's say, if they have been at home working, mm. you know, so it's important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I 100% agree with you with that. Yeah. Right. I've got a quick fire round for you. Okay. I just thought of some questions. I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to bang them at her because she can take this. Oh, my goodness. All right. <laughs> With all your energy. Here we go, right? So here we go. You love musical theatre, don't you? Um, and I lo- you've got like a, you run a little friends group for theatre and dinner trips and things. So I want, want you to tell us your all-time favourite production and why you love the theatre so much. Um, uh, my all-time favourite um, musical production, Les Mis. Mm-hmm. have seen it nine times um i love it because it makes me cry it every does. single time it is it's one of those ones it gets it i find it i find it feel good but i also find it just feels it gives you every feel you could ever want to feel oh, yes. love it mm. um i love theater because i think acting is one of those great gifts mm-hmm. um i i admire the people who are up there doing the things that they do i think it's absolutely amazing so yes music theater is is a joy for me to, to, to watch. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good one. Okay. So I think I'm right in saying you like to dress up and love your clothes. So if you were shipwrecked on a desert island, what would you say for pretend fashion shows, shoes or dresses and why? I do love me a little bit of fashion. I am not going to lie. <laughs> oh my God. And I love me a dress. I okay. In fact, my son is always like, "Mom, seriously, at your age, should the dresses not be below your knees?" No. <laughs> so, <Anumi. laughs> it's like, no, wrong again. It's not happening. Uh, so cute sundress. Um, no shoes. Okay. I I love I love shoes. Don't get me wrong. I love shoes, but I think that island fashion can be a cute dress barefoot. Yes, true. Because I wasn't sure if you'd pick the shoes and then fashion the dresses out of palm leaves. That's where I was going. Which is a look. It is I a look. Wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind a sarong palm. Yeah. If you don't. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a bit wrong. I tell you what, if I was with you, I would go the opposite. I'd do the shoes and then we'd have like a little fashion show. You could you could pick <gasps> the dress and maybe you could make the shoes. Anyway, <laughs> let's stay on the line after this and we can talk about that. <laughs> okay, question number three. Your husband is a chiropractor, right? Have I got that right? Yes, right, yes, okay. yes. So yes. do you get treatment whenever you want? 
whatever I want. Well, that's interesting. We have a table here in our house and we used to have it set up all the time. And my husband would come home and he'd go, you know, I've been at work all day and now everybody wants to be adjusted here. Uh, so we took the table down. I think that was supposed to act as a deterrent. I don't know. Um, so now what I do is I just call up his office and I say to his receptionist, when does he have a free moment? And she just oh he can't get away from you can he she books me in she just literally books me in so i have i go to the office and then you know he opens the door and there i am standing there (laughs) oh she doesn't tell him tell him it's you mystery client (laughs) i love it oh brilliant how funny okay (laughs) question number four you love cheese right oh we both love. oh my god (laughs) don't even tell me what your favorite one is and why okay i have a couple of favorites Cambazola, which is mm. camembert and a blue cheese mix. Mm-hmm. But I have to say my new favorite is um, extra aged cheddar. And my husband over lockdown has decided that he needs to be making things. So he we have a, a smoker. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, that. Yeah. A smoker. Yeah. Okay. So we have a cold smoker and he smokes everything. So he smokes salmon and he has started making smoked cheese Ooh. so it's aged cheddar that's been smoked oh well, you've just been added to my when i get out of lockdown this is what i'm gonna do list. Oh. i'm gonna come around your oh, house oh my gosh oh yeah oh my gosh Cheesy so literally thing. it is yeah and then he's been smoking the olives to go with it and i'm just like <gasps> i can't even handle it. oh yeah that's out of order stop it no i don't see <laughs> right okay question number five headband or beanie ah uh, headband okay uh why small head i have a very small head beanies make me look like a pinhead no <laughs> okay. Can't be especially now you shaved your no. hair which looks really cool, <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> okay number six drum and bass or hip-hop Ah, hip hop. Yeah, hip hop. The power of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, cool, absolutely. Man. And okay, number seven, vest or t-shirt. Vest. Yeah, well, uh, all day long. Uh, with, if I wear a t-shirt, I always end up shoving the sleeves up over my shoulders. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it looks like a makeshift vest. So vest. It's so always going to be vest, vest. Yeah. Uh, and last one, flip flops or trainers. Trainers. I love me a trainer. Yeah. Trainers. Best time, yeah. aren't they? Even in oh, hot weather. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you know what? They have the ones with all the breathable whatever. So yeah. you know, it's almost like a flip flop without any toes showing. Go for I'm it. all over it. All yeah. over it. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> Make me laugh. Um, right. Okay. So just want to kind of talk to you a little bit about if you've got any other projects you're working on for the future, anything else, or are you just going to go back after lockdown to all your amazing classes, stick with those, put all your energy in, or is there anything else coming out of the piston it's it's very interesting um one of the things is that i'm i i'd like to expand kind of my offering so i would like to teach pilates oh. and that is something that i'm looking at pilates certification ultimately um working with um the reformer it's a piece of equipment that's used um it's 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 quite interesting it works on a pulley system so i think that is in my you know fitness professionally i would love to um branch into Pilates, Reformer, that type of thing, as well as what I'm currently offering. I think that's going to be my next. So watch the space uh, then. Watch the space. Yeah, watch the space and watch the space watch for that. Space. Now, I need to ask you as well, because often people listen to these podcasts when they're walking. And the question I always ask everybody is, if you could walk with anyone anywhere in the world, they can be alive, dead, famous, not famous, whoever, 
where would you go uh, who would it be and what would you ask them Barack Obama I, I, I love I love Barack Obama and you know not to get political but I love I love his approach to life um I think he's honest honorable cool I think he's very cool as well he's got a great smile and just down to earth um, and I think that he he's seen a lot. And I think if I could go anywhere with him, probably the mountains in BC. Absolutely amazing. British Columbia in the you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. British Columbia. Yeah. British Columbia, Canada. Um, the winters there are amazing. It's pristine. Mm. It's quiet. It's beautiful. Great place to do a lot of kind of, you know, introspection and just reflection and... Uh, I would, the questions I would ask him are, you know, have being a man of great power, and he was a man of great power, yeah. um, you know, obviously, most powerful man in the world for four years. Um, how do you maintain, well, it, you know, the whole thing is you're trying to make so many different people happy. It's, 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 it's a, a bit of a game of compromise, isn't it? Mm -hmm. How do you maintain your integrity when there is always somebody challenging you when there is uh, how do you maintain your positivity when he's probably seen more negative than we can even wrap our heads around yeah and hopeful what do you know what do you see in terms of what makes you hopeful what about this generation makes you hopeful because he is such a hopeful person mm. as well to me yeah those are the things that i see um great those question. are the questions that I oh, really really good and it's just it's nice to have somebody I'm sure you have many people that inspire you. I know I do, but um, that's really good. But um, you've, we've come full circle because you inspired me to get going on my journey and I really appreciate you talking to me today. It's been so, so lovely. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that fun chat with Nikki and perhaps you feel quite motivated after all of that. If you are local to Tring in Hertfordshire, then why not look up her classes? And I have put all the info in the episode description. So thank you, Nikki. It was a real pleasure. And thank you too for listening to the show. And I really appreciate you subscribing as well. So you can receive an alert to hear future episodes. If you did enjoy the show, then please share with your friends and family so others can benefit from my lovely guests. So for now, take good care, stay as sane and safe as possible, and I look forward to having you along next time.